1: Good morning, welcome to Axios Today. It's Monday, February 22nd. I'm Nyla Booth. Here's what you need to know today. Merrick Garland's confirmation. Plus, the United States is leading the world in vaccinations. But first, today's one big thing. Some state attorneys general are fighting hate while facing hate. Here's the big picture. Hate crimes were on the rise before the pandemic. But since then, it seems like it's getting worse, so much so that the people who are trying to fight hate crimes are finding themselves the target, like Connecticut Attorney General William Tong.
2: The target's been on my back for a long time, but particularly after uh, the pandemic started with the president's comments about calling it the China virus and the Kung flu and Blaming us overtly for the pandemic has resulted in a great deal of hate being directed at Asian-Americans and me in particular.
1: It's not just anecdotal. According to Stop AAPI Hate, one group that's tracking these crimes, more than 2,800 incidents of racism against Asian-Americans were reported between March and December of 2020. Axios' race and justice reporter, Russell Contreras, says part of the problem is that these attacks are hard to track.
2: 2019, we had a record number of bias incidents and hate crimes reported in the nation's history. But close to 90 percent of law enforcement agencies reported either no hate crimes or didn't bother reporting any at all. And this discrepancy is really telling.
1: So what are these attorneys general like A.G. Tong saying about how we can fix it? Some told Russell the solution to fixing this is getting all law enforcement agencies on the same page and using a uniform system to report hate crimes.
2: You cannot tackle the problem if you do not have accurate data. And so right now they are trying to convince law enforcement agencies across the country and states to develop a uniform method, not only develop it, but implement it equally across the country.
1: Another attorney general is pointing out that the issue needs more resources and attention.
2: New Mexico Attorney General Hector Baldera says what needs to happen is the same amount of resources and attention that was given to fight international terrorism after 9-11 needs to be the same thing right now as we battle domestic terrorism.
1: And it's not just at the state level. One of President Biden's first executive actions was around hate crimes against Asian Americans. In it, Biden asked his new attorney general to work with nonprofits, community groups and state attorneys general on better data collection and public reporting. Russell Contreras is Axios' race and justice reporter. Speaking of the next attorney general, we'll be back in 15 seconds with more on that confirmation hearing starting today. Welcome back to Axios Today. We're launching something new this week. Every Monday, we'll have a sneak peek into what's coming up in politics. Today, Axios co-founder Mike Allen is with me to kick it all off. Good morning, Mike.
3: Good Monday morning, Nyla.
1: Let's start with Merrick Garland's confirmation hearings. Garland is Biden's nominee for attorney general, and I think I would be remiss if I didn't point out that this hearing comes four years after then-Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell blocked his nomination for Supreme Court justice. How much do you think that factors into what's going to happen today? What are you watching for?
3: Yeah, Nyla, it's not exactly the job that he'd planned or hoped, but it's a pretty Good job. And we're already seeing that this is looking like a quick confirmation. And why this matters is Judge Merrick Garland is a manifestation of the Biden idea that things are going to be different. When he announced Merrick Garland as his attorney general, he made a big point of saying, your loyalty isn't to me. It's to the Constitution. So nothing subtle there, trying to draw a distinction with his predecessor to say it's different.
1: Speaking of Joe Biden's predecessor, another big event we have our eyes on this week is the Conservative Political Action Conference, or most people know it as CPAC. That starts on Thursday, and we know that President Trump is scheduled to speak over the weekend. This will be his first public appearance since leaving the White House. What are you curious about with that?
3: We're told this is going to be a real show of force by Trump, that he's going to come out. And for anyone who wants to say that the party has moved on, they're going to see that the base is still very much with him. The message, I'm told, is going to be, I'm in charge. I may not have the Oval Office, but I'm still the leader of the Republican Party.
1: Mike, what else are you watching for this week?
3: Yeah, know, we're looking at Biden's big summertime bet. He's promised that by the end of July that there will be 600 million doses of COVID vaccine available. Now, now the big asterisk to this is those vaccines will be available to every American, but what one top administration official said to me is the reluctant and the hesitant will drag this out all fall.
1: Axios co-founder Mike Allen, thanks Mike.
3: Now I have the best week.
1: For the Americans who aren't reluctant or hesitant, they're frustrated because there's a lot that still needs to be figured out with our vaccine rollout. And it comes as we reach another terrible milestone with COVID deaths. Nearly half a million Americans have died of the coronavirus, more than any other country. But when you look at the data, the U.S. is actually doing better than most countries when it comes to vaccinating people. Axios's world editor Dave Lawler has been tracking rollouts around the world. Hey, Dave, I think many Americans would be shocked to know that we're doing well, comparably, of course. How are you measuring that?
4: If you look at the total number of vaccinations, the U.S. is number one. We're fifth in the world when it comes to the percentage of the population that has had at least one shot.
1: So then why are we doing better? Is it because of the amount of vaccines that we're producing?
4: So there's a couple different parts of that. We have purchased 1.2 billion doses in total of vaccines. We're not even going to need that many, but we hedged our bets between a bunch of different vaccines early on. And then we have the capacity to manufacture them in the United States, which gives us an advantage over someplace like Canada that's been quite a bit slower. They've bought a lot of vaccines, but they can't get their hands on them yet because they're relying mainly on imports.
1: Are there things that we haven't figured out where other countries are ahead of us?
4: So I think one thing that's frustrated a lot of Americans is this question of who's eligible, when can I get a vaccine, and where. There are countries like Israel or the UAE that have sort of centralized, modernized healthcare systems that make it a little bit easier to answer those questions. So we've struggled a little bit on that end, and the Biden administration is putting a lot of work into that part of the equation. But certainly just in terms of producing vaccines, we're far ahead of most of the rest of the world.
1: Dave Lawler is Axios' world editor. We're ending today by recognizing that terrible pandemic milestone I mentioned earlier. Nearly half a million Americans have now died from COVID-19. It's such a big number that it's hard to process. So we thought we would share how The Washington Post visualized it. Think about half a million people traveling by bus at the same time. It would take almost 10,000 buses lined up for more than 94 miles. That's the distance between New York City and Philadelphia. That does it for us today. You can always reach our team by emailing us. We'd love to hear from you. Send your feedback to podcasts at axios.com. You can also always reach out to me directly on Twitter. My handle's Nyla Boodoo. And if you have time, we'd love it if you would leave us a review. It makes it easier for other people to find us. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast, Axios Recap. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.